1: What's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to or watching the return of the Co-op Podcast. It's been a while since, you know, we've been on here chopping it up about video games. Uh, We've been obviously doing a lot of coverage of other things, from TV shows to movies and things of that nature. But some things in the gaming industry are happening, and we are here to talk about it. I'm, of course, here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Rich?
0: Doing good
1: Gary What's up listeners and viewers What's up indeed And I'm also here with Coalition founder Anthony Frazier How are you doing Anthony
2: It feels good to be You know back home with the, with the Fellas on the co-op We got some legendary moments on this podcast So it's already It's already a pleasure to be back And, and, and chopping it up about the industry With you guys
1: Oh yeah man I, I really like I I, I always, like, reminisce about those old days, like, when we were just starting the co-op and everything, like, all the, you know, we had some, like, insane arguments, like, back and forth, (laughs) feed exchanges, like, it was legendary stuff, man. Yeah, Um, I think what's cool
2: cool. about our site, man, was that we had people who were, like, you know, everybody had their favorite console. You know what I'm saying, but we weren't like a bias site. Like we didn't have like a Xbox crew or PlayStation crew. It was back and forth. You know, everybody basically had their own um, crew, and uh, and that was the that was dope about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed, and yeah, like since you know it has been a while since you've been on the show. Um, I know you're doing major things with your company. Um, you know, ABF Creative so uh do you want to just take some time to just uh let everybody know you know what you've been up to you know and what you've been working on and of course we are going to be talking about one of those projects uh later on in the show but um just give a brief you know summary of some things you've been up to lately
2: yeah man um so you know i started abf creative I, i spoke about it a few times here on the show. But uh, pretty much started a multicultural podcast network And production company So, you know, what we like to do is We like to use a data-driven approach to production You know, using AI, using machine learning um, To create the best kind of podcast for people of color, man And so uh, we got two two sides to our business You know, one side where we're creating original podcasts With dope ideas, original stories And all of those different things And then we have Another side where we're just doing work with larger companies, you know, so one of the companies we are working with has been in Jerry's, you know, they're one of our clients, um, essence magazine, um, you know, audible, we have an audible original coming out tomorrow. So, you know, just giving you guys, you know, an, uh, you know, an idea of what it's like to run this kind of company, but, you know, I wouldn't have been able to think this was possible without you know, the kind of storytelling that we were doing here at the Coalition early on, man. So that's um, that's what I am, man. And that's what we do. And I'm excited to 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 dig into that. Man.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm also very excited about the stuff you're doing, man. And I see you winning awards and everything. So, you know, he, you're, yeah, you're making major major moves out there.
2: So. Yeah, we won our first Webby Award this year, man, for the African Folktales podcast, which is a podcast for the children. Um, storytelling podcast So we're excited about it man So you know black women, children um, You know we we, we we break it into verticals And categories that You know aren't being cool Or aren't you know uh, popular And we want to you know We want we to continue to make some ways in this area
1: Okay Well yeah big props to you For, for everything you, you're doing And of course we will get back to that later on As we will be talking about one of those projects uh, The one that launches tomorrow So um, until then, um, before we get into the gaming stuff Mr. Richard Bingley Jr., um, you know, we we do a podcast together every week Covering, you know, power and everything So the people have seen you But you want to just give a bit of an update of what you've been doing And, you know, whether you've been playing anything recently Or, you know, just let the people know
0: yeah, thank you, Gary. I've actually uh, been very, very busy. Obviously, I have some things going on at work, um, but outside from that, uh, I have been playing quite a bit of games. I have been playing Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Fantastic game. I will highly recommend. If you've never played Ghost of Tsushima, this is the version you probably should play on PS5. Um, aside from that, I um, yeah, I've just been checking about checking out a lot of this stuff on game pass, you know, 12 minutes. Um, recompile, you beat 12 minutes. Uh, no, I haven't beaten it yet. Um, that that endless loop is a little is a little could be a little uh, aggravating at times.
2: Yeah, I play like 10 minutes or 12 minutes
0: and then um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I went on YouTube to see what it ended like. way!
0: that's with that. it's nothing wrong yeah. with that because, and it's unfortunate that it is set up that way, but uh, it, it had me intrigued with the acting. The voice acting is excellent. You know, the cast is great, but that endless loop, you get a little frustrated with the puzzle trying to solve certain things. I
2: was, um, I was really surprised. I wonder, like, they definitely spent a lot of the budget on the actors, mm-hmm. um, you know, because the game was, you know, the graphically, I knew the style of the game that they were choosing, but for me... The animations were still bad Like you know the guy walking Around was really really Blocking me walking around I'm like yo this is A top down game like it shouldn't even look Like this like and it, One guy was saying he, they did motion Capture for this I'm like yo you don't need motion Capture for this like I See games that don't have motion capture That move better on top down Than this dude so to me I just thought You know that whole style for the Style that they were choosing I think, you know, next time around they should have a better budget, you know, better animations and maybe even a better story. I don't I won't ruin it for anybody that, that hasn't, you know, played it, but you know, the story was something that just, you know, it ended in a in a in a in a kosher way. So I say yeah. that.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean I, I I do I you know, I may try a few times again to play it, but uh, yeah, I was tempted to look at some videos online, so we'll see how long that lasts. It's, just, it's a game where you obviously have to have the patience to figure out everything if you want to. Um, otherwise, yeah, there's a lot of other stuff you could be playing. But um I yeah, but as far as what I, what else I've been playing, yeah, I did play a little bit of Madden NFL. Uh, yes. Uh, all I will say is this. Um, the NBA two K series is still the best. And even how they handle the My Player stuff, it is better. It, it, now, does Two K have the issue with microtransactions? hundred percent yes. But people are going to continue to spend money, so therefore, it, it is what it is. But the two K, when it comes to the single player story modes, they are they are they do the best job of any other company that I have no, noticed. Because the Madden uh face of the franchise mode has a lot of issues, a lot of issues, a lot of repetition, a lot of stuff. And then when you look at how they handled my career, and then the other thing is, if you're playing on a next-gen console, uh, you you would expect the experience to be a little bit different. With NBA 2K last year on next-gen, it was a different experience because of how they handled certain things with the single player and even the gameplay. There were some things that were different about it, as well as they had another camera view that you can use. Uh, with Madden, it just feels like it's this is the same experience. It doesn't really feel like it's a next-gen version. It just feels like, yeah, this is a version that will play on the older consoles, and it does, but they haven't really gotten ambitious with the game yet, so it's not... I mean, if you're a football fan, you'll enjoy it, obviously, because there's no other options you have for football games, but they are not... uh they have a long way to go to be at the same caliber of what 2K is doing for NBA 2K. So that's just my opinion. But, um, Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, um, but I mean, that's that's pretty much all I've been up to. And as you already mentioned, Gary, yes, we have been doing uh, the power of podcasts. Uh, we have a lot of other podcasts coming. If you are a fan of stars and you see all the shows they have coming, we are going to be covering a lot of those shows. So, Don't worry. For those of you that are subscribed to the channel and you like the fact that we cover those shows, don't worry. We're going to continue to cover those shows. We just Mm -hmm. want to talk about some things today, gaming wise, because there's a lot of stuff that has happened with uh, Gamescom and some stuff we're talking about.
1: But yeah, yeah, And, and and to our gaming audience, we will, you know, we will have some more frequent gaming stuff as well in the future as more of these games start to come out and everything. Oh, yeah. um and I'm, and i'm i'm going to try and get back to playing like you know uh, modern games cuz i've been stuck playing like old games for a very long time so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so th- that's pretty much that's pretty much my update uh for today is like i just been playing a lot of old stuff like overwatch um you know uh, final fantasy 14 grand theft auto 5 just quick pl- pick up and play games uh just because i've been working on so many different things um so you know haven't I haven't played any like of the newer things and of course I don't have a next-gen console yet I have a PC um so I can play some of the new stuff but um yeah I I just haven't I just haven't been in like the state of mind to to pick up a new a new game because it's like I always feel like when I start a game I'm like okay am I gonna spend the next 30 hours playing this game or you know am I gonna do some other stuff that I want to do you know so um, I think I'm just a different kind of gamer, and I'm, I'm I'm picking and choosing the stuff I want to give my attention to at the moment. But um, you know, I do want to. I do miss gaming, so I, I want to. You know, I definitely want to pick uh, pick up some of the stuff that's coming later this year, um, especially you know because a lot of the Microsoft stuff that stuff that we've seen um, is coming to the PC, you know, on Games Pass. So I'm going to try and take some time to you know well, to check have- out some of the stuff.
0: I, I just want to make one comment for you, Gary. Uh, mm. It feels to me, and we'll get into this soon, it feels to me like next year is the year where you're going to want to have a console because a lot of stuff has gotten delayed. A lot of the bigger games are coming next year. At least oh, yeah. that's what I learned from the Gamescom show today that we're going to talk about. It's 2022 is the year. 2021, if you can get one in the next couple of months, that's fine. But 2022 feels like that's the year where... There's a lot of things that you can you have to
1: look forward to. Exactly, and and let's just get right into it. You know that's the perfect segue right there. So hold um, up,
2: I've been playing some. Hold on, let me. Oh, oh, oh. Let me do my,
1: oh, okay. More updates, ahead.
2: man. You know, I've been I've been on the sticks. You know what I mean, like,
1: okay, been, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let us know. I thought you were done already because you said you know twelve minutes and everything, but I didn't know you've been playing more stuff. Nah, man. So, you
2: know, what, twelve minutes, man. I've been playing um, Judgment. JP oh yeah Vico. Yeah I've been playing Judgment I love Judgment um, I can't wait to film I'm, I'm literally on the last part of Judgment right now yeah. um, And so I'm looking forward to that Because I know fin- I think it's like next ju- What's it called? Final Judgment or something like that? Or next Judgment? that they, The next yeah, Lost Judgment, lost judgment. Yeah, yeah Lost Judgment Comes out I think I believe next month This like September right?
0: Yeah I think it is September
2: yeah, so I'm excited about you know I, I I seen Lost Judgment. I'm like, yo, this shit fire! Like I'm looking at all the new things Yagami can do and all of that. So you know I'm like, yeah, I'm 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 really big in the Judgment universe. Um, you know I know it's like a Yakuza spinoff for the most part, but I bought Judgment by the way. You know, so that's another thing too. Like I'm finishing Judgment. I've never finished a game on Game Pass. Hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's hmm. important to, to 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 say, and that's not to say I don't see the value in Game Pass, but I definitely feel like I'm I'm want to finish Judgment because I paid for it. Hmm. So, something to think about. But I think um,
1: is it because like there's so much choice on Game Pass? So it's it like, is. It, it is. It's, it's like...
2: a lot of choice, man. I, I get indecisive. I'm like I'm playing this, and then I'm like nah I ain't playing. And so then I'm, like, I'm playing this, and I'm like, nah. Then I was like, I want to play Outer Worlds, and then I'm like, nah, I ain't playing this shit, like you know. So yeah. like, I, I I just be getting like, and then I'm like, I want to play Ori, and then I'm like, nah, fuck this, I'm not playing Ori. Like, it's in, I'm indecisive, yo. When it come to when it come the Game Pass, yo, because you know, but but that's the thing. I know that's just me. There could be somebody out there who, who feasting, like yo, he finishing games, he get on there, rocking out playing the next one uh but it's still beneficial for a person like me who you know i can't go out all the time and spend my money on you know all these different games because to me i don't have the time so i'd rather just have game pass versus spending like i just saw playstation like a new game that coming out on playstation seventy dollars like yo who got time <laughs> All the time, yeah, that shit crazy. Like I ain't got time for that. They paying for psychonauts too. I'm not. They for like you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying. You know, it, it, I'm just making an another thing I wanted to mention for Gary, and we're, I don't know if we're gonna get into this later. But he talked about him not having a next gen console, so right. I think Gary's definitely gonna be in the Xbox ecosystem sooner rather than later. Uh oh. Yeah. Is is basically workable on old systems, man. And um that means you'll be able to play next gen games on a base Xbox One. Like yeah. that's crazy to me, you know. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you'll be able to do that, play it on your PC in the cloud. If you even if you don't have a powerful PC, now you could still play next gen games with an e-machine, you know. Um, I don't even know if they make e machines still, but I don't know if anybody even know what that is anymore. But like, it was <laughs> the cheapest computer you could find, so you could go get an e machine and you could literally play Xbox. So I think Gary, man, you're definitely gonna be playing that new, at least Xbox next gen, a lot sooner than you play PlayStation ones um, until you get that PS5 in and your. And your
1: your hands oh yeah oh yeah i mean I'm, i might not be playing as much at the moment but i'm still a real gamer at heart so like if i am going to like want to play uh xbox games i'm gonna get the hardware i'm gonna get the series x like you know if i want to play the, the the true experience and everything um but xcloud is great because it does it you know it does allow more opportunities for people who do have you know the lower tier hardware or you know the, the last generation hardware i think that technology is great and that's what we've been waiting for so yeah that's
0: that's excellent it, 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 there's only one only one problem with that with that statement what's that uh we we know that gary loves final fantasy so when final fantasy uh uh, uh seven remake part two comes out and it's only on playstation 5 that he will get a playstation 5 for that day
1: one, <laughs> day one. <laughs>
2: Really, If you really want to get the console, you can get it. Like, my brother wanted a Series X, and I literally downloaded one of them apps where they tell you, notify you every time it's in stock somewhere. I saw it was notified that we was in stock on on Microsoft.com, and I was able to get him one, you know, um, I think about a week and a half ago. So... Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to get an x gen console, man, you try hard enough. You know, you'll get it. You'll get it. You're gonna be you going you're gonna be watching it very closely. But you'll you'll eventually. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. My, my thing is right now, it's like um, I, I I don't want the distraction. I want to focus at the moment because uh, I have a lot of stuff I want to work on. But once I'm finished working on certain projects, I'm I'm gonna game hard um, as a treat to myself. So so yeah, that's when I'm really looking to get back into the. Next gen. It will probably be like end of this year, start of next year, once more games are out. Because you know, right now there isn't that much that intrigues me. But um, after seeing some of the stuff we saw today, I'm I'm starting to think it's about that time. Um, You know, next year for sure. So, but but Anthony, was there anything else uh, you know you wanted to talk about that you've been playing?
2: Uh, mm, I mean, I'm looking forward to playing Cycle Knights too. Um that's a game I definitely want to finish. So I am going to start that. Um that's about it, man. You know, um I I haven't been playing much of anything else outside of Judgment. Um oh yeah, Hades. I've been playing Hades. Hades. <laughs> Wait, yeah,
1: yeah. which which Hades?
2: <laughs> Hades. Hades. Oh, Hades, okay. Yep. Okay. I've been playing Hades so i I, I, I rock with hades i'm still yo I, i've been seeing people online like yo i'm on my third playthrough five fifth play yo i can't beat hades yo. i don't know what it is yo. i just keep losing so <laughs> like i don't know man i'm like yo what are they doing and i'm not doing and i think some people got it on god mode and they just lying like they <laughs> actually made it through on some other shit but like that's a hades is definitely a good game i could see why it won a lot of rewards it's um, easy to pick up and play. Um, so I've been rocking out with Hades. I'm definitely going to continue to rock out with Hades for the next few months. So definitely.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm. I'm definitely going to have to, like, you know, hit you up for some time management tips. Because I, I don't know how you fit all that stuff in. And, and you, you're you winning awards and everything over here. It's like, man, it's like crazy. A, <laughs>
2: it's a good team, bro. I got a team, man. And, but, but. I mean, honestly, it's really just the weekend sometimes, man. Like, when I got a good Saturday night, you know, sometimes... And you got to give yourself those breaks, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I give myself those breaks. Like, I give myself that grace. You know, can I work 24 hours, 365? Yeah, I can do that. You know, I can do that. But but to me, you know, especially after the COVID-19 hit and, you know, and, and some people lost their lives and people... Got flashes of their lives doing it. I hate to get turn turn sideways, but but to me, it's like enjoy life, man. You know what I'm saying? Like do things you enjoy now. Like don't wait until later to enjoy things, man. You know, and that's that. That to me is why I take time out to play video games now because I want to. I want to take time out to do things I enjoy, man. You know, mm-hmm. why not? You know, so
1: that that is important. And and you said a key word there, and you said team. And that is very important. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, for real. But uh, yeah, so um, shall we get into our segment now, or did did you guys want to bring up anything else you've been playing, Rich? Anything?
0: Oh no. Um, Okay. I think I think we can get
1: into the segment. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know the people are waiting. So uh, let's get right into it. So, Gamescom kicked off yesterday with the Xbox showcase. Um, you know, Microsoft had, uh, a, a, an Xbox, um, stream, which was hosted by, um, Paris. And I'm sorry, I, I, forgot the, you know, the nice young lady's name. But, you know, shouts to Paris for, for, you know, um, being a personality over at Xbox now. But, um, yeah, so they showed a, a, a list of things at this, sh- at this stream. So we're, we're basically going to go around and just give us our takeaways of, you know, what we thought, you know, you can throw in, you know, good and bad, you know, just, just little things that you, that stood out to you from, from this stream yesterday. So, um, I guess I'll kick it off. Um, cause you know, I don't have a lot, but, um, uh, let's see here in my notes. So, uh, of course you see I'm wearing a Forza, you know, t-shirt here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. I'll start off with that like the Forza (laughs) game looks it looks great man what can I say like the environments look amazing um I think it's like driving games are definitely um a great way to showcase new hardware I think it's one of those you know um genres of games that really does show show off the hardware because there's so much motion going on and then you know the graphics the environments and everything like that so and all the, the special effects and stuff so um, it's looking great And I'm sure it's going to perform great on the, on the Series X hardware um, And, you know, as for the controller The controller looks great You know, uh, we were talking a bit about that before And I think this is a, a, a new and exciting lane They have with these controllers Like these special controllers that they're doing And then allowing people to kind of design Controllers and everything So that's good uh, they, they probably didn't need to spend that much time Talking about it um you know they could have maybe just shown a quick picture and moved on um but yeah you know great still is it looks great um and of course they showed another great controller which we'll talk about later but uh but yeah um and i don't don't think like nothing in this in this stream was really for me i'm gonna be honest like besides forza there wasn't really much else i was excited for um but it, it's you know it's good to just keep an eye on Microsoft and see what they're doing, the direction they're going in, and I think that's really uh, you know what I was watching for. Um, I, I know they showed the flight sim; it looks cool. It's just not for me. Dying Light looks like a cool game. It's just not for me. Um, and yeah, that that's that's pretty much it, man. Like I I think it was it was slightly on the underwhelming side, but. Um, I didn't know whether it was just me and and what I prefer, or if you know if everybody else was satisfied with it. So that's why I'm I'm, I'm you know I'm kind of excited to get to you guys to to get your takes on on this um, on this stream. So I'm going to go to you next, uh, Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. Um, so let me know what you thought of this Xbox stream that you know that broadcasted yesterday. Okay. Uh...
0: Well, I'm gonna just say this now, Gary. I'm surprised you want to go to me next because I have a controversial opinion on this particular show. Uh, okay. But that's okay. <laughs> if anybody has any complaints, they they know they can comment, and you can address me directly in the comment. But uh, I will say this: um, I did not, I did, I did not enjoy the show. Uh, Forza Motorsport, uh, I mean Forza Horizon Five. Yeah, that to me was the main highlight. Uh, I am a Forza fan, I've played all the other Forza games, so I I mean, I, I don't have to question whether or not I want that game I know that I'm 100% going to want to get that game, the controller is dope you know, I like the controller I like what Xbox is doing with the controller I do agree with what you said, Gary I would not have spent too much time because they had a trailer, and then they had a discussion about the controller and I was like, okay, I probably don't need all that information um, and then the fact that and we'll get into this a little bit later. There's a couple, like, I think my main issue with the broadcasts is that it did, didn't feel to me like they really wanted to highlight a lot of the first party games that they have that are in development. There's a lot of games we've heard about and we've seen at the at the last Xbox show they had. And, you know, I was just surprised that we didn't get any really any real updates on some of those games. Uh, we did get an update of, of, regarding Halo Infinite, which we'll get into uh, a little bit later, which I think is fine. I don't know why that announcement wasn't made at this particular show, um, it but I know why. But but, 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 but but I think we all know why that is, because Jeff Keighley, you know, this guy, you know, his his whole career, he's had opportunities where he's gotten exclusives and he's been able to report on that stuff. Obviously, they have a lot more faith in Jeff Keighley announcing this stuff in the attention and the hype it would get rather than announcing this stuff at their own show. I mean, that's at least what I feel because Halo is the game that uh, I think a lot of people are looking forward to. And, and, I, and, I, and I do want to highlight that because last week was when we got that announcement from 343 when they confirmed that campaign co-op and Forge are, are not going to be available when Halo launches and that it's coming later. So, because of the fact that they gave that update last week, I was definitely expecting them to address Halo in the actual Xbox Gamescom show. Uh, but the fact that they didn't, and they instead waited for it to get spoken about today at Jeff Kelly's show, I think that's—I did not like that at all. But I,
1: I'm, I'm gonna keep it real, man. It's looking shaky for Halo. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, I had to say it. You know, well. It's- is okay. looking warrior
2: i agree with i agree with uh i agree with gary man the way they treating this game is like they really want to just like it they know it's gonna like not it's gonna underperform
0: basically mm-hmm. i'm just gonna say that oh yeah no I, I agree because you know um they did announce today uh at, at at the gamescom show that they announced the halo console you saw the controller the, 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 the limited edition uh series X, it, it, lo- it looks cool. The controller looks cool. You know what the problem is? That console comes out on November 15th. When does Halo come out? December 8th. So you're launching a new limited edition console, and the game doesn't even come with the actual console. Stuff like that tells me they are not confident that this game it's just it just doesn't feel and then then the whole thing about last week with the campaign co op and the forge not being available, a lot of people was very angry with that. And I saw a lot of videos, people saying they should delay the game, which I think yeah, because a lot of people when they play Halo, at least from in the past, when I played Halo, I was playing with friends. That is a major component of playing the campaign for some people. So I can understand somebody being a little angry about that. But uh we'll see what happens. But um, just to round out my final thoughts on the Gamescom Xbox show, I mean, a lot of stuff I saw in Game Pass, I I will obviously check out because I have Game Pass. It's just that when you think about a show and that this is like an opening show for Gamescom, I will be expecting a lot more stuff to be shown, especially from Microsoft, because this is their final show of the year unless they decide to have another show. So I have to say I was very disappointed Will I check out the stuff on Game Pass? Obviously, because I have Game Pass, but am I genuinely excited for anything I saw at that show? Only Forza. That's it. it. All the other stuff, I'm like, yeah, I don't care about the gunk. It looks all right. I'll probably check it out. Um, Crossfire X, we didn't get any update. And I, and I, I wanted to get an update on that because I know that Remedy is working on that story. It's a first person shooter. That is one game I wanted to update on. I didn't get any updates on. Um, and some of the other titles, you know, obviously, it just a little disappointing. But again, this is my opinion. Uh, what they're doing with, with, with the cloud gaming and all the other stuff is awesome. But uh, yeah, I just I, I just thought they could have done a lot more with that show um, to get people excited for what was coming with Xbox.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. But um, Anthony, what's your take on, you know, this Xbox show? Um, I know you watched most of it,
2: so um, I thought it was boring, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and why is that?
2: I was just bored, man. I felt like I was watching the History Channel at one point, point. and then it, <laughs> it was doing a little the Cannonball thing, and I was just oh like,
0: yeah, Age oh, of Empires, you know?
2: yeah, yeah, man. I mean. You know, they can make agent fires on 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 console they just because you know you can you can still require a keyboard mouse on the xbox you can do that
1: mm-hmm.
2: you can still make it playable on the xbox they just they just being with like, being something and i think that you know for me i mean you know forza looks great um i just hope it doesn't get i hope i don't get bored with it you know what i mean because i think the allure does wear off. Like, oh, this game looks good, and, it, and it, oh man, this shit looks crazy. I think graphics, and that's the reason why it's like, yo, a lot of people focus on graphics, but some of the most played games about generation right now have shitty graphics. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there has to be a combination of good graphics and just a good game, and I think that's why Sony does so well with some of their games because... You know, they're good graphics and they end up being like really good, great experiences. And so for me with Forza, it has to be a fun game. You know, to me that the last Forza, it wasn't very fun to me. Like, yo, it looked great. It looked cool, but it wasn't really fun. Um, At least to me. That's just my opinion. Um, I do think, like Gary said, the controllers... I think Microsoft definitely need to figure out how what they can learn from the sneaker culture and apply that to like controller culture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that's a thing, but I feel like yo, controller culture is a thing right now. Yeah. You know, and they need to embrace that community even more, and I think the only way to do that is to allow openly allow modding openly allow like designers to do their thing, you know, and make custom controllers that can be sold or shared or on some kind of marketplace or something like embrace this controller culture. Cause it's a thing and it exists. Um, as far as halo, I really like this. Is, I'll, you know, I heard, I agree with rich. I agree with, you know, some of the things you said, Gary, I'm gonna throw out a wild theory <laughs> on Halo, and you you, you know, and, and it's it's super wild, it's super far fetched, but it kind of makes sense. I think what's happening is Halo took so long to get done, and now they rebuilt the game mm-hmm. um, from the ground up at this point. That's the reason why it's taken so long to, to release, is because they essentially rebuilt Halo. Yeah. Um, you know, the graphics that they had before it looked like shit they were like, yo, <laughs> we come back out with this, like, and that's the reason why it's taking long. Like, they're upgrading graphics, they're making it look, and clearly, they took some help from the coalition on how to make a cross-gen game look really wonderful. Um, so I think that's what it is, but in order to do that, there's a lot of crunch involved, mm-hmm. and so what i what i what i believe happened is maybe jason streyer probably has a juicy ass story <laughs> to put out about the crunch 343 and microsoft put in and they're like yo he, he waiting for the release of halo to put that shit out <laughs> so maybe they're like yo let's push this shit to december you know, because we need we need more Xboxes sold. We need, and then you know when the Christmas when Christmas happens, ain't nobody gonna give a fuck about what Jason Stryer got to say. So you know, I think I think I think that's my wild theory. I think like, you know, you know Jason Stryer, um, you know, probably wants to hate on the game, probably you know wants to wants to, wants to take a crap, but overall, I'll say this: Halo, it looks good. You know, despite the, the, the pushbacks Despite all of those things Halo looks really good And it looks like it's going to be fun to play
1: And honestly
2: I think everybody's going to forget About all of this stuff The moment the game is out And people are playing and tournaments start to happen And all these things start to go off. People going to forget all of this stuff they're gonna, They ain't even going to think about this no more um, They're just going to play Halo And they're going to have fun So I have nothing to say about any other game that was showcased at the at the thing. The humble bundle games look interesting. I mean, I was playing, you know, what's that? Dodgeball Academia or something like that. I played that with my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> Academia was like Dodgeball Academia, I believe. That was pretty fun. I mean, they have you know those are small, small quirky games. Game Pass, you know, pretty much good for Game Pass type games. And to be honest, a lot of people miss that game pass don't have to just be played on a big screen like a lot of those games can be played like I have the backbone for my phone I have the backbone peach which turns your phone into a controller I can easily see myself playing like dodgeball academia on there or one of those smaller games like game pass is unique in that way like yo it's on the screen it's play anywhere they really starting to live up to that play anywhere moniker and so yeah I love it that's it
1: Yeah, I mean, great takeaways overall. I mean, you know, um it there just really wasn't a lot, you know. I mean, there was a lot of talking at the show, which is great. I I do like when um they do these little deep dives on certain things because they appeal to like here's the thing, right? During these streams, when they do these deep dives, they appeal to a very, you know, um niche um audience like that likes these certain games. Um, and if you're into, you know, um, Top Gun or or Flight Simulator or you know any of these other games that they did the deep dive on, that's great for you. But then, you know, the people who are not into it, it's like, you know, we gotta sit there and wait until we well, know the he, next he, segment. He, and
2: so I'm I'm counter that argument, and, and and while I do think, um, those are great segments, I feel like why not do those segments outside of Gamescom? Like, why not do that kind of stuff outside of Gamescom? Because to me, and I get it, they yeah. get all the attention right now. So let's utilize this attention.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not against having those. Like, I think those are key. Those are necessary. But like, it's just you've got to pace the actual stream better so that it appeals to a more of a variety of people. Because I mean, the, I, you're 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 trying to appeal to the masses in this one hour. Well, yeah. You know. I mean, at plus. this
2: point, we know the kind of people who watch these streams. Like, <laughs> let's not all kid ourselves. We know who watch these streams. And you know what they watching for. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? I feel like Age of Empires and all these different, you know, kind of super niche games. I mean, I feel like those have their own time. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, and it's to me, like, I like the age of funny enough. I actually liked that cannonball thing I just didn't like it in the show Exactly Like I actually liked it That's the kind of stuff I like watching on TV In Mm -hmm. my mind I was even Thinking like damn yo they need to put more of this stuff Out like as Mm -hmm. like a YouTube Series or something like yo like Invest in a really big YouTube Series put this stuff out I would watch That all the time But I just didn't think it fit (laughs) In the middle of a Of a game's Showcase that's what I felt like. I, I didn't
1: feel like it fit there, yeah. You, you know, why I think they do it though, because they do do stuff like this and throw it up on the YouTube channel, but it's just not everyone knows about it. So, it's like if you put it in the show, then everyone knows about it, and then you know, they, from there, they might go back and look at the other stuff, right? Um, so I think that's what it is, but at the same time, you have to understand who's watching the stream and what they're watching it for. So. You know it's 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 all about balance i guess uh and that's that's probably a very hard thing to do you know to balance a a, a stream like this so right yeah
2: i mean kudos to them man i you know i want to give props to microsoft for being consistent though you know like sony pretty much went missing um they you know they do their own shows now they pretty much don't really rock with a lot of these uh E3 Gamescom type things anymore Where Microsoft They, they take advantage of that And um, So I give, I, give, I give props to Microsoft For at least being consistent And really just having a year round uh, Moment You know update to the games And what's going on And I guess they can afford to do so now Because now they're actually releasing a lot of games When you got something like Game Pass You're going to need to be talking about What's going on at least 3-4 times a year Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So Sony doesn't not. When I'm reading the forums, a lot of people are getting mad and upset. Oh, how come Sony ain't got a conference yet? You know, we don't... <laughs> do conferences. But Sony don't have a Game Pass service, so they don't have the... They don't need to consistently update and keep subscribers happy. You got to remember, when you got a subscription service, you got to keep subscribers happy. Mm-hmm. And the only way to keep them happy is to let them know what's coming, what's coming out. Like you gotta get people a, so yeah, Microsoft is gonna naturally have more shows because they gotta keep their subscriber numbers up. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the forums don't understand that. The only thing they see is oh Microsoft got more, you know, more going on than so than Sony, but that's not that's not necessarily true, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. they don't understand that.
1: Yeah, and that, that's very yeah. true. Go ahead, Rich.
0: Yeah, I, I just, just want to make a comment. I agree with a lot of what was said, and, and that is, and I, and I do have to agree, though, that uh, Game Pass, like I said, I didn't enjoy the Xbox Gamecom show, but Game Pass has been great because just the idea of thinking that I can download 12 minutes and then a few, like a week or so later, I can download Psychonauts 2. <laughs> and that, and I mean, so yeah, because they, they, they've had a steady stream of releases now for the, last, for the last couple of months yes, you can say some of these games are also on PC, but they're getting the console ports to, to, to the Xbox, so they have content that's coming, and first party stuff is going to start to come in as well, so I, yeah, I mean Game Pass is fantastic service but yeah, it's a lot of stuff may not have time to check out everything but just to know that you have an option is, is, is a very good thing yeah, man.
2: I think that I could play it on my PC too. It's only an argument that, or a side that a lot of hardcore gamers take. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, PC gaming has become more popular over the last few years, but not in the way people think. Like, PC gaming has become a lot more popular because of games like Fortnite and, you know, all those different, you know, multiplayer games that people play. Not because. Yo, I get to get game pass. <laughs> like, like, that's not why PC gaming has exploded. And yeah. so for me, you know, people like you know Gary is the exception. Like most people <laughs> play video games oh, yeah. in their living room. You know what I'm saying? And so like when I go on forums and people say, Well, I can get this on the console. I can get this on the PC. I can get this." No, they can't. They lying. They just saying that just to say it. It's very. It's a small percentage of people who really. Because if that's the case, everybody should be subscribed to Game Pass,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and everybody isn't. Every person who's a quote unquote PlayStation fanboy is not subscribed to, to Game Pass. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're not because they can't. They, they don't like Xbox. <laughs> you know saying that you want to play it on a PC instead. That's all fair. It's all count. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just don't like Xbox. Mm-hmm. So they don't want no part of Xbox. They don't want the PC part. They don't want the console part. But most people like... And I, 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 I for one, like you said, it's content, Rich. It's content. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, the fact that these simultaneous PC-Xbox releases are happening, clearly something happened in the back end that nobody's talked about yet where they made these PC games easily portable.
1: Mm-hmm
2: and microsoft wins so much by having the xbox controller being such a compatible controller with the pc that most games that these pcs come out with that most games that these games come out with a pc they already have they already built for console like how much do you really have to do except put it in a different compiler that's what it looks like
1: mm-hmm. They're not, oh, yeah. re- they're not, it has re- all the, it has the, the, the buttons and everything like all in there. Like, it's all, know, there, all so, there, so you can play with the controller. <laughs> oh.
2: Like, they did it. Yo, they found the way to get more content. And that's like, yo, these, these PC releases, bro, like they, they, they found the way. So, kudos to them.
1: Indeed. And, um, yeah, so so let's get into, you know, the Halo stuff specifically because I did have another point to make about that. So, Uh-oh. um, it you know, it was announced that Halo Infinite will will officially release on December 8th, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we already briefly talked about this a little bit, but I just wanted to, you know, kind of build on the topic a bit more and and I want to say what my main concern is for it for for this game, right? Um because I know you know Anthony said That you know when people actually get the game It's probably going to be fun and You know uh, people are going to enjoy it and everything But um and I'm sure you know there there will be people Who enjoy it you know the campaign And everything like that but um My main Um fear for this game is That you know when you launch a game That isn't finished and still has More content to come and more Features to come um it can go very bad because, you know, if if this thing doesn't end up satisfying the player base or the fans of Halo day one, that means they then have to wait for these features that they really want, like the co-op, you know, campaign. And, um, you know, what, what are the other features that won't be there? The Forge. Forge um,
0: multiplayer. Mm-hmm.
1: Forge multiplayer. And, and anything else?
0: That's, that's yeah. it for now uh, until so, they... It, yeah, they're gonna be so updating the, that stuff periodically every quarter. But they but that stuff is not coming until twenty twenty two. The campaign co op forge.
1: Is it is it the main campaign that like is it the full campaign that you're getting as well?
0: Yeah or is yeah, it in you, parts? You, you, yeah, yeah, but you can only play it in single player. There will not be a co op option at all until okay. they release that update sometime next year.
1: okay. So yeah, I'm, uh, like my main concern is just, you know, whenever you don't get the full package day one, it means people have to wait for, for certain features. And during that process of waiting, you could potentially lose the players that are loyal to the game because there'll oh, be yeah. other, other games coming out. And, you know, um, and those, those players who drop off, they're going to drop off with a bad taste in their mouth. So
0: I, I, I just want to make one comment. Um, there's another game out right now called Splitgate. I'm pretty sure you all seen the videos or you've heard about this game. It pretty much is like a combination of Halo and Portal. That game is doing extremely well, and it's not mm-hmm. even fully out yet. It was out in early access, but it's mm-hmm. on. I mean, it, it that game is it, it has it's, it's it's a pretty uh popular following now. So I think people yeah. will definitely. Choose to play that
1: um, Instead of Halo or at least until Halo Infinite com- Comes out Yeah, and, and and let's not forget as well There is a huge there, There's a huge esports scene full of FPS games such as Valorant Call mm-hmm. of Duty um, That game you mentioned um, Overwatch is still an esport You know so like there's a lot of Competition out there so It's like will Halo have the same Impact that it used to because Back in the day Halo would like shut down, you know everything like when it released. Like that day was Halo Day, like and and for the next month or whatever, like people are playing Halo, like that's that's all they're playing, right? Yeah, um I, I think is that, that is that going to be the case for Halo Infinite?
2: I mean, honestly, I feel like Halo's still going to have a big impact, but I think if everything went according to the way Microsoft wanted. It would have been bigger at launch. Mm-hmm. Like I think at launch, whew, this could have been humongous yeah, yeah. if it was the game everybody wanted. And at launch, this this if my, everything went according to plan, and Halo released when the three when the Xbox Series X released, man, I think that would have been just as huge. Yeah. Uh, as as all the things we're talking about, um, I think it's still going to be a big release, just maybe not as big as if it was coming out when during the launch. Um. Yeah. But but that's the thing we got to learn how to read Microsoft's success now. It's kind of hard because just yesterday on the stream they said State of Decay has 10 million players. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 10 million lifetime players. Let I me mean, let me rephrase that. <laughs> um, that means 10 million people Over the lifetime of the game So I just right. want to make sure I said that So more um, active Right, we don't know what the active look like But with Game Pass It's like, you know, Microsoft Microsoft only has They're the only ones in control of the numbers Of how good a game is doing It's Just like Netflix, you know, if a movie I remember they said, oh yeah, 20 million people Watched, you know The, the Ava DuVernay movie Within the first, like, two weeks That's a lot of people You know who watched that movie and so you know microsoft has those kind of internal numbers so we can't tell what the success of halo is going to be are they going to release console copies out to the store yes are they going to sell lots of them i don't think so because most people are going to get in on game pass Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of hard to see what Microsoft's success looks. You can't judge them the way you judge them in the past. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard to do that, you know, and I, I know many people still want to, because I'll be on a message board and they say, "Oh, PlayStation dominating the sales charts this today?" But I'm like, that's kind of irrelevant when it comes to Xbox now. Like,
0: yeah,
2: there are millions of people playing every day on Xbox. That doesn't mean it's unsuccessful.
1: So That's true. Oh yeah, of course. So yeah. any thoughts, Rich?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with. I, I pretty much agree with everything that was said. The only thing I will say is, yeah, I agree. We, we'll probably never really know how much it, that 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 was sold. We we definitely know though that three four three, under a lot of pressure with this game, it feels like because, I recall we spoke about this when Xbox had the E three show and the fact that they had a release date for Starfield, which is a year away, they told you the exact release date, and then when they get to Halo Infinite holiday 2021, that was a concern up until today for me, because I thought, you know, when is the, if this is coming out in 2021, don't you think that this, we should be seeing some of this stuff, and then today they showed some footage from the campaign, it was not gameplay though, it was the cinematic stuff, so I think that you know, maybe Microsoft feels as though they need to get this game out now because people have been waiting for it. But I really wish that if it's not ready, uh, I don't see what the issue is to just delay it and have everything in there at launch, as opposed to updating it later.
2: How long has this? How long has this game been in development? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, I'm not even question. trying to be funny. Like I'm at being like I'm question. really legitimately asking, how long has this game been in development?
0: Uh. I, I, I'm i not sure of the exact number anymore because I believe what you said about the theory about that they had to restart I 100% believe they that definitely rebuilt this game bro yeah. they rebuilt this game I'm because, not because, they, because then they bought in the other producer to get to, to oversee the game so yeah they definitely started this over again
2: yeah and maybe the story is still the same maybe they can't like maybe those things are still there those bones are built but I Definitely rebuilt the graphics on this game. <laughs> this is definitely not when you look at the latest screens and all of that. This is definitely not the same game that we that we 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 saw last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: This is not the same game. It's not. Yeah. This is not the same game. Like nobody can convince me that that's the same game. Like oh
1: yeah, they they did a lot to revamp it.
2: Right. <laughs> it looks way better. And like Rich said. They just, yo, they just need time. They need time, bro. Like, you know, but they can't push it back because the PR from that, yeah, out the the crazy, you know what I mean? Like, because I think that's what it is. They don't want that headline and just say, yo, this game was developed for 10 years, and you know, and and (laughs) that, 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 but, but honestly. Who cares, you know, if it comes out and it's 10 times better than whatever, like the haters are going to look and the haters are going to talk, man. The only people who really like the haters are going to talk. You know what I mean? It's whatever. Let them talk.
0: And, and and the other thing is, you know, I think 343 was also still working on Master Chief Collection. And we know when that launched, that has some issues. So I, they've actually were still doing stuff to that over these last couple of years as well so i think spending a lot of time on that trying to fix that and then maybe didn't spend quite as much time on halo infinite and that's why they needed to probably put that aside and focus on that and i hope that this is not going to be a similar situation where now they're going to continue to make updates even past the two things they said that um are not going to be available at launch but it kind of feels like it is going to be that type of situation
1: so, yeah, We'll
0: see
1: uh, I, I, I think um I don't think there would be a huge backlash If they did take their time and wait You know uh, yeah. and delay the game longer Because like when Cyberpunk Came out I think that was a big Wake up call for, for a lot of gamers And a lot of people Realized that it is better To wait until the game is Truly finished than have it You know rushed out to, to meet Demands yeah. or, or whatever <laughs> What
2: know? if the game is getting pushed back
1: <laughs> that's possible I mean, yeah, it, 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 is. it could
2: December 8th yeah. is such an interesting date
0: Yeah, because you know What's funny about that, you look on the calendar That's like I think on a Wednesday It's not even the uh, Games don't n- normally come out on a Wednesday So that's a very r- r- Random uh release date
2: Let me tell you something, if they wanted to push <laughs> the game back All they gotta do is show Hellblade 2 footage And nobody would care Yeah <laughs> That's what it means. If you're gonna you you got to have something big to counter the Yeah, pro, uh,
1: prop up something thing. else, you know.
2: Right, man. Like they'll be okay. If they said if they decided, yo, we're gonna push this back, they just gotta have something big to show. Like, yo, when Hellblade gameplay, they show some Hellblade gameplay that look crazy, look like better than any Sony game that ever came out, kind of shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
2: Nobody gonna care about that pushback.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: You're gonna get a few threads on the internet, and that's it. Like that's it. But people are gonna be talking about, oh, did you see that Hell to Hellblade two gameplay though? Yeah. Like <laughs> that's what people gonna be talking about.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, for real. So um, so they also um today they also showed you know the uh the Halo limited edition Xbox Series X and uh, yeah, yeah. the controller. So I wanted to know if you guys had any thoughts on on that, you know? Because uh, me personally, I think I think both of them look amazing—the controller and the console. Um, and we know, you know, uh, Co- uh, Coalition alumni Ed Edward V. He actually already pre-ordered the console, you know, the, the, the Halo Series X. So uh, yeah, a lot of people were excited about that.
2: Ed better bring his ass back. Yeah,
1: we're talking about- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we're going to bring him back for sure. Um, But, yeah, what do you guys think about that, though? Go ahead, Rich.
0: I mean, I think the console is dope. My only complaint is, why the hell would you release a console with no game? Because the game is not coming out for, like, another couple weeks after the console drops. So, obviously, for those, I know that it's not really anything that's new to the industry because you've seen... People release a limited edition version or a collector's edition version of a, of, of a game, and then the game doesn't come with the any of the stuff that they have it to go along with it. So it's not anything that's new. But in this case, I just think it's very weird to release that console, and then the game is not coming until uh, several weeks, a couple weeks later. That's just a little weird to me. But uh, yeah, the console looks dope. Uh, I'm not going to buy that because I already have a Series X. Uh, but yeah, it looks dope.
1: <laughs> you ever thought about trading in your Series X and getting that? Like, you know, well, well, you, you well, might well, you might be happy to wake up and look at that every day, you know.
0: Well, well, well Here's the problem, Gary. Uh, we still have the issue with shortages because <laughs> I, right before we started recording, I, I got a, a, a notification that that series that, that limited edition Xbox Series X is already on eBay in auctions. So <laughs> wow! People are already. Flipping the system to try to get a, a profit because it's sold out in ev- everywhere. And, and our very no. good friend, uh, shout out to Weapon X, who was in the chat, he tried to get an Xbox Series X. He was, it was gone within five to ten minutes of it getting posted on some of the stores. So it's 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 too it's too tough.
1: We to we live it. in a crazy era, man. Because because these bots that like automatically you know order pre-order stuff and then resell it like that's crazy like. Uh, yeah we we live in crazy times right now. But um Anthony, what's your thoughts on uh, on the Xbox um Series X limited edition Halo uh, with the controller and everything?
2: Um I think it looks cool. I mean, I gotta wait until I see like these custom Xbox Series X's in person to really give my full opinion on them. Like I just feel like this I just see online renders all day and no real like like everybody, it's because you know what? It's such an easy console to throw a graphic on. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you can't just boss. throw a graphic on a PlayStation Five. Like you know, with this console, you can literally just throw a graphic on there. So like, until I see an actual new one in person, I don't know how they look. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like I, nothing has really caught my eye because all of them look fake. <laughs> they all they all look like they came out of Photoshop. Until I see one in person. I'm not going to be able to grasp, you know, the the, the dopeness of a custom Xbox. So,
1: yeah, I, I respect that because you know you do want to like quality check it and everything. You know, see see how it's built and everything. Like, feel the the materials and you know the patterns and everything. So, yeah, I, I understand that part of it. Um, but just going off of the image alone, like um, like that controller looks amazing. Like, I I would get that controller. Like, it looks yeah. dope.
2: Yeah, the controller with the gold, the gold, um... Oh, no, that's the other one. That's the elite one. Um, but, yeah, the controller, the grade, like, the gunmetal one, yeah, I saw that one. That, that was pretty fire. Um, like I said, Xbox got to You know, Microsoft got a... You know, this controller culture, bro. You know, like, they, they got to embrace this, man. This is this is a new... Treat it like the sneaker game, man. You know? That's how I feel.
1: Yeah. I agree. Um... So, yeah, let's get into, you know, more stuff that was announced today at the, uh, you know, the, the, the games day two stream, the Jeff Keighley, you know, uh, stream and everything. <laughs> Jeff Keighley, you know, he, he's, he's, it seems like he's taken over, you know, all of the gaming news announcements. Like he's got a monopoly right now, like, cause it's like everything is running through him. Um, you know, even E3 can't really get their shine anymore because he's doing his summer games fest and everything. Like, you know, so. Shouts to Jeff Keely, man. But um yeah. Um so there was uh, another stream today and uh, we're just gonna give our takeaways again on this one. Um I will go first because you know I don't wanna have too many. Um <laughs> you know, obviously they uh I forgot what, what the very first thing they showed was, but um Thanks that was the first thing?
0: That that was the first uh yeah, oh, okay. that was the first announcement. Uh,
1: I thought there was something before that. But but yeah, Saints Row was when I started paying attention. I was like, wow, they're, they're finally rebooting this game. Um, it is still made by Volition, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, so so same developer and everything, which is great. Um, this series kind of has, um, you know, a controversial history because there was some really great games, you know, Saints Row 1, Saints Row 2, um, at Saints Row the Third, it started like people started to kind of think they were pushing things too far with with you know how silly it was getting and everything. Um But I I still enjoyed Saints Row the Third, and I I enjoyed Saints Row Four too, even though it was so wacky and so like you know weird and everything. I still kind of just enjoyed the gameplay of it uh, and and the different puzzles and things you could do in there. Like you you were basically a superhero in that game, so. Um, it was kind of fun, still. Um, but yeah, so they're bringing it back, rebooting it, all new look, new characters, new city. It's set in, you know, um, in the southwest somewhere. It seems more of like a, uh, like sort of like a desert, you know, kind of city, um, so like surrounded by desert. I think. Um, so yeah, I mean, all new look, new technology. I'm kind of excited for this. Um, GTA 5, you know, in terms of like the criminal open world games, they've been killing it for for like 10 years now almost, Um, you know, especially with the online, you know, people buying up shark cards and everything. They've been making a lot of money on that. So I think they need some competition, um, especially because everyone's waiting for GTA 6 and we still haven't heard anything. So I think this could be the game that really, you know, um, forces Rockstar to, to get back in their bag. A little bit, and you know, come up, cook up some new stuff and innovate. Um, and I want to see how Saints Row innovates as well. Um, as, as far as the tone of this, it's like it seems a bit in the middle because they was they were showing some quick game gameplay clips, and there did s- still seem to be some some wacky stuff in there. But it it also seems like it's the the story itself is a little more serious in tone than the previous few games that we got. So. Um, so that's good, at least. Um, and yeah, I can't wait, man, because because um, of course you know Cyberpunk it did some things okay, but it was a big letdown in terms of open world, you know, storytelling and everything. So I'm I'm looking for the next big online sandbox, and I'm looking to see how that genre innovates in the new new generation. So yeah, I, I definitely want to learn more about Saints Row, and I'm excited that it's coming back. And I'm, I'm definitely excited that Volition is still behind it too, you know, because uh, it, it could have easily been been given to another studio. So um, that's good to see. Um, and then, of course, you know, we have the new Marvel game, Midnight Suns. Um, this is like a strategy kind of game, like XCOM, right? Yep. From what I'm understanding um and i think this this was good for for disney and marvel to do you know to kind of announce a new marvel game because now Aven- marvels avengers has such a bad stigma behind it cuz <laughs> it was such a flop you know um it it was it was definitely not what we were expecting from an avengers game so they have the chance to really make up for that with this with this game so i want to see more about it um i know the xcom games have been fairly popular people talk about them being great um i kind of want to try one of those games myself just to see what you know all the hype is about and everything and then you know kind of get an understanding of what we can expect from this game also so um i know i have one of those games on steam i just haven't played it yet so i might you know give that a try just just so I understand the, you know, the type of gameplay uh that we'll be getting a bit more. But I definitely am excited. Uh it was good to see, you know, characters like Wolverine uh, as well. So yeah, that was good. Um and then yeah, uh my other takeaways were we already kind of discussed the, the the Halo controller and the Series X. Um I kinda you know, I I was kind of like zoning in and out of, of this stream. I didn't watch it all the way through. Yep. um but yeah it's this 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 stream was definitely um 10 times better in my opinion than the Xbox stream yesterday um i, I saw the you know the the short uh you know turtles and turtles clip uh what's that game is shredder something
0: i think it's shredder's revenge
1: shredder's revenge yeah i i i really appreciate games like that i grew up in the 90s of course so you know, I, those games like that Throwback games like that, I'm all over it You know, the Streets Rage 4 You know, I love that So this game, I'm definitely getting it's, that and,
0: It's, it's yeah. made by the exact same developer And uh, you'll be happy mm. to know Gary, it's coming to only PC and Nintendo Switch For now Oh, really? Yep
1: So so, I mean, what, so, no love for Xbox or Playstation? yeah <laughs>
0: They, I, you know I, I think their priority now is to finish it on the Switch and PC uh, and it's mm. coming sometime next year because initially it was supposed to come out in December and then they changed that to now 2022 so they don't know when it's coming out but it's coming out next year
1: okay so I'm, I'm very grateful to be a PC gamer right now because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on that day one so so yeah um, that was another little highlight for me but um yeah, um, I'm sure you guys will, you know, bring up some games, and it'll, I'll, i uh, chime in on that too. Um, so, who should I go to first here? Yeah, you you want to go, Rich, or should I go to Anthony? Let's
0: go to Anthony. Who, 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 I don't know. I don't know if he, he, he. said, "I don't think he could have a lot to say about the show." <laughs> I, don't, I don't, man. I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're, you right, know, you're right. You're I, right. You I, do, it,
2: I do. So. want to say. I do want to say. I did see the Saints Row trailer. Mm-hmm. Um. I think what Saints Row is going to do is fill that that thirst and that need that J- Ryan F. Auto is leaving open. Mm-hmm. If you if you see that they said I think they said it was coming like early 2022. Yeah, February. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I mean, they're not even giving GTA a chance. They want to be the <laughs> GTA of next gen and they want to beat them to the punch. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Um, Because we don't have a next gen game yet that has like that GTA online component. There's nothing like that yet. And Grand Theft Auto's still, you know, making their money. But, you know, there's still, there's definitely a thirst for what's next. And I think Saints Rose just want to feel that thirst, man. And, you know, it is what it is. You know, hopefully, I mean, nobody's not, nobody's going to. Everybody's going to play GTA when they come out. You know what I mean? But until then, I, Saints Row has an opportunity to establish themselves.
0: Yeah. Um I just was going to add, I agree with that 100% because I know that 2K right now, they are going to release a remastered edition of all the <laughs> GTA games. They did announce that they that was what they were supposedly working on. Plus, they're working on GTA 5 for... PS5 and Xbox Series X, but no one, you know, ain't nothing said. Nothing are, about they, are they City.
2: working on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. That, remember, that's remember, that's, they, that's they, coming they out this that. year. Remember, remember they, they announced it at the at the Sony, uh, the PS5 reveal event. Wait, yeah, that, that's, that's coming out. 5 coming out?
1: Yeah, it's yeah. coming out later this year, I think, actually.
0: Well, it, yeah, if it doesn't get moved to uh, next year, it so, still come out. That's what I'm uh, saying. if
2: Saints Row sees this. Like, yep. to me, Saints Row got an opportunity here, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, GTA, while I enjoy it, is not the kind of game I want to keep playing over and over again. Yeah. You know, um, that's just me. You know, I just I just don't feel like now they say we're coming out with a revamped GTA online, that's different. But they're talking about literally the same campaign over and over again. Like, Who's going yeah, to play and- that campaign?
1: That a- it, it's, it's the online, hey, like, trust, trust me, like, because I recently got back into into GTA 5, right? Oh. And the, the online is completely different from, like, 2013 or whatever. Like, they've added so much new content and it's, it's addictive. Like, you can literally start your own business in the game and manage it and you know you drive you collect your stock bring it to the warehouse you go and sell it and people can kill you while you're trying to sell it and stuff like there's <laughs> there's so much in the game and it's it's addictive like so so it trust me it's like people are going to be all over it once it hits the new console and that's the reason they keep bringing it on every new console is because it makes so much money like so yeah. they don't they don't want to lose that money of the people on the new console um but, but they do need to innovate they need a new engine they need a new you know uh story story mode and basically they need a GTA six so they they,
0: they are working on that supposedly but I, I mean that game is not that's going to be a ways away from, from coming out they ain't coming out in no time soon
1: hmm. yeah i okay. I think they are working on it but yeah, like just to bring it back to Saints Row, if the reason it's so good is that now this kind of forces Rockstar's hand a little bit cuz well, yeah. cuz mm-hmm. if if Saints Row comes out and it has like a sick online, that's going to, you know, it's going to directly affect them. So they need to, you know, they need to uh they need to hurry up with GTA 6 and and, you know, make sure it's dope and everything. Yeah, and and, and remember um Dan Hauser left. So yeah, is the game, you know, is it going to be the same now? Who knows?
0: That's a good question. Um, only thing I will say about the Saints Row is that uh, I did see it is coming to PS4 and uh, Xbox One also. Uh, I wish it was only coming to the next-gen consoles, but uh, I know they still they can't leave that money on the table, so it is what it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, Anthony, was there anything else that uh you know you caught that stood out to you um from you know the today's stream?
0: That's
2: about it, man. Um <laughs> I mean, you guys made the comment about Jeff Keeley. You yeah. know, my man's got a pretty much a monopoly on game shows. <laughs> video game intro, shows, pre shows, conferences, like he, he pretty much called himself a good lane. Good for him. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the, like, the reason I respect him for that is because, you know, um, like, and, and Rich will know, you know, because we, we were out there at E3, you know, a few years ago or whatever, and we, we got a chance to see E3 changing, right? They were starting to cater more to influencers and streamers more than the media. And this was something Jeff Keighley himself wasn't a fan of. So what he did was just, you know, he he did his own thing, like he created, he, he pulled out of E3, first of all, he's, he said he wasn't going to be there, um, this was before COVID, you know, um, and then, you know, he, he's, he just did his own thing with the Summer summer Fest and then he it became such a big thing between that and the Game Awards that he started to be the go-to person now for, you know, these big announcements, so... I gotta respect that, you know, how, how we did that and everything. Um, especially because we, we, we've been seeing him so long as well, you know, from G4 TV, you know, up till now. So, you know, I, I respect that that grind. So, for real, but uh, so Richard, it's your turn. Um, you know, what stood out to you from this stream today at Gamescom?
0: All right, well, I. I'm, I'm I'm gonna keep mine uh, a little a little a little short. Also, uh, yeah, I the Saints Row thing. The one thing I, I do want to say about the Saints Row thing, I as I, as long as I have been uh, in this industry and just playing and watching and covering video games in general, now anytime I see a game is announced in a cinematic trailer and that's it i I, there's no way i can get excited about that i have to see some type of gameplay so i do want to give a shout out to volition and deep silver for actually showing gameplay of saints row because we already know when we saw that cinematic trailer is no way in hell this is how the game is actually going to look so um i wish a lot of other devs would do that obviously i think um you know i don't want to speculate but if my if it was up to my personal opinion i think uh Whoever are the investors behind these games, the marketing, they are the ones that are focused on, we need to have the cinematic trailers, the presentation, we need to have this certain look and appeal to get people excited, which is fine, but you also need to show consumers what they're actually gonna be playing at the end of the day. So I was glad to see that they showed that, so props to them for that. Um, The game you mentioned, Gary, the X-Men game, they are, did say they're going to have the gameplay reveal for that on September 1st, which is next week. So we'll get to see how that game actually looks. Uh, I am an XCOM fan, so I am definitely looking forward to that. And I saw that Blade is also in the game as well. So I haven't seen Blade in any X-Men game in a while. So I definitely want to see what that's all about. Um, and our very good friend, I'm going to give a shout-out to Mr. Carl Daniel, because he, when he saw the trailer, he made a comment. He said, you know, this is probably how marvel avengers was supposed to look but because 2k is involved it's going to be a lot of microtransactions so this game definitely going to have some microtransactions in it for sure because 2k is the publisher um so we'll see how that goes um yeah a couple announcements that they did make uh they did announce that forbidden you know uh horizon forbidden west is coming out february 2022 So that game, which everyone thought was coming out this year, actually pushed to next year as well. Uh, It seems like a lot of the games they showed, they're coming out in 2022. They're not coming out anytime soon. And that's good. That's a great thing because, you know, you give the devs as much time as possible to actually work on the the, the product. Everyone will be happy at the end of the day. Um, Trying to think if there was any other highlights that I uh, noticed, paid attention to.
1: Uh, quick quick question, did, did they show anything new of Horizon Forbidden West or did they just basically give a date? No, no,
0: they, they like just a... gave a date. They didn't show anything. Okay. They just gave a date. Uh, Halo, yeah, we got the trailer, another trailer of a uh, cinematic trailer. Um, I'm trying to think what other stuff stood out. I mean, I had the same issue you had, Gary, whereas I, I like that Jeff Kelly does these shows, but I think they are entirely too long, and then you have the musical performances like he does with yeah. the game award show it's like i understand the love and the appreciation for you have for the industry and what you want to show people but i do feel you need to also condense that stuff down because everything does not need to be at, in these actual showcase events um yeah
1: like 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 what are we doing now like, are we giving out like mid-year awards now like what's going on <laughs> with that
0: Oh <Like, laughs> well, yeah yeah yeah, me, yeah they, they gave out awards to media and you know different stuff like that um at the game awards so I mean, like I said, I understand and I appreciate, yeah, that you want to put a spotlight on the, all the games. Like, and everyone loves to see the game reveals, but I just think some stuff doesn't necessarily need to be in the show. And when people spend a lot of time talking about a game as opposed to showing it, I, I, I immediately lose interest. I just want to see the game. I appreciate it. You know, I'm glad to hear what your vision was for this game. That's awesome. But I want to see what the game looks like. So they did show the call of duty game that's coming out that looks pretty good that's coming out in november um and yeah there's a lot of other games they showed here and there a lot of little uh indie some indie games it's like a good a good good mix of games but, but overall what stood out to me was a lot of the stuff that i had already mentioned um so i mean to me the my main takeaway is that 2022 is the year that there's actually going to be a lot of games coming um you have, you have Forza. I'm mean, going to so say you have uh, Horizon. You have um, whatever Xbox releases, if some of those games actually do come out next year, and you also have um, the Zelda game, Breath of the Wild 2. All of this is coming out in 2022. So it seems to me like it's a very stacked year next year in terms of games. Um, and that's something to look forward to. But overall, I agree 100%. This was way better than the Xbox showcase. It's just that it's a lot to have to get through when you hear people talking about the game and then you see the trailer when sometimes I just want to see the game trailer and that's it. If it's a game that I'm interested in, I'll know right away after I see the trailer if it's something that I that I want to check out. But right. good show overall.
1: Yeah, yeah, good show indeed. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, the better of the, the two that we talked about. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, is there anything else uh, Gaming related you want to touch on Before we get to our main discussion um, You know Either of you, like any other gaming Takes or anything, real quick <laughs> Anthony
2: No, nah, not really, I mean I think I think You know, we, we talked about the next gen And to me I think You know, we're about to we're, I just think we're in for like one of the best generations of gaming we've had in a while. Um, simply because you know Xbox has shown up to play. Xbox has shown up to actually do something, you know mm-hmm. And I just think that that's gonna make the whole industry better. I, I think it's gonna force you know better experiences, better games out of PlayStation. And it's going to force the same thing out of Nintendo Maybe, I don't know Nintendo's kind of like doing their own thing But I, I just do feel like We're in for the, a Great generation of gaming So I'm excited man I'm, I'm excited for Xbox To me it feels like It feels like 360 man
1: mm-hmm.
2: I feel like I get I get that same feeling That I got with the 360 I don't feel like I got that with the Xbox One man I think in the beginning of the Xbox one, sure. And then it kind of went away over time. And like, so I feel like they got that vibe and that energy back. And hopefully they maintain it. Um, PlayStation never really lost it. You know, we being honest. Um, and yeah, so I'm excited, man. I think we're going to get a good generation.
1: Okay. That's good. Yeah. uh, I think it's, uh, it's, it's looking like it's, it's on the up. And, uh, like Rich said, I think next year for sure, we're going to start to, you know, really see, um, more content on, on these next gen platforms. And then, you know, in my personal, um, opinion, I believe the year after that, you know, uh, 2024, you know, that's going to be when stuff starts to really look like next gen. Because at the moment, you know, we're still at that crossover period Where stuff is being built for, you know, previous gen and, you know, next gen But I think the year after is when we're going to see the stuff that was built for next gen in mind You know, mm-hmm. specifically um, on the on the new engines and everything So, um, yeah, that, you know, I'm looking forward to all of that So, um, oh, yeah. yeah, I agree it's, 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 it's definitely on the up It was a bit slow you know, at first um, Especially, like, the first half of this year It's been very slow That's why I haven't got a console Because it's like, you know there's, there's no point in me buying one right now But, yeah, it's it's slowly on the up But what was you going to say, Rich?
0: Yeah, and I say that there are some games Coming next year that are only coming To next-gen consoles also Although it is not really A big list for that But there are some games that we do know about That are coming where it's only coming to PS5 or Xbox and PC. So we'll see. But yeah, it is on the up and up. Um, looking forward to seeing what happens. But with all that said, I still have been enjoying my time on the consoles now. It's just not a ton of new, new games that specifically take advantage of the console. Like with Ratchet and Clank, that was made specifically for the PS5. Um and that is great. I want to see more of that. Like games made specifically for, you know, like I said, I understand they have to still cater to PS4 and Xbox still has to cater to, you know, other stuff. But when I hear something is only coming to Sirius X and PC, then I'm like, okay, that's excellent. That's what I want to see more of at some point, uh, maybe another year or so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I said uh 2024, I meant 2023. I think that's when we're gonna see, you know, the actual next gen, you know, engines and everything like that. So oh, yeah. So yeah. Can't wait. But um but yeah, so let's get into our main topic today. Um and so, you know, um Anthony of course, you know, he talked a bit about, you know, ABF Creative, his company and the work that they're doing in the podcast field and everything. And, you know, they're working on some amazing things. They're winning awards and everything. Um, And this has presented the opportunity for for Anthony to finally, you know, tell a story that he's been wanting to tell for for a very long time. I believe it's like over a decade now. And this is, you know, a story that, you know, um, I remember, you know, um, him kind of bringing up to to, to me, you know, um, back then when we were, you know, Working on the site and everything on the Coalition um, And it's good to see that, you know, now he's in position He can really build on this story and tell it to the world Because it's an important story And it's one that has influenced the very gaming culture We've just been talking about right now You know, so um, Anthony, you know, uh, please tell us about Raising the Game You know, the project that will be out tomorrow on Audible So, yeah. us
2: Thank you man Um, You know Like you said man I I remember back when we was Trying to get a black history Thing going for the coalition And I did some research And on this site called Vintage Gaming and Computing There was this interview With a guy named uh, Jerry Lawson And so I was like who the hell is this And they was like yeah This is the guy who invented The video game cartridge And you know That caught my interest Because it was like wait A black man has something To do with that? Um, And so it's always kind of been the rumor You know since then That he invented the video game cartridge um, And so when the opportunity came to tell a story with Audible I was like yo Why not do this So I actually reached out to Richard and Gary um, To kind of help lay the groundwork for this series man early on and they they were more than willing to jump in and help out and so you know we discovered a lot of things we discovered you know this guy was his hero was washington george washington carver but it's so funny his life kind of mirrored george washington carver because george washington carver was always known for inventing peanut butter but in all actuality, George Washington Carver didn't invent peanut butter, but he also but, but he invented all of these hundreds of uses with different like peanut oil and all these different things that changed the way chemistry and, and products and created in America forever. Right? Jerry Lawson's story is similar in the sense that he he didn't by himself invent the video game cartridge. But he was part of the team that created the con- the first console to use it um, and he led that team um, and he was one of the people who made the, co- the cartridge actually practical for commercial usage uh, you know before it was just something in a laboratory and it would never get passed by the FCC but you know taking it to Jerry he was able to make it into a consumer product because he knew what people wanted. He studied semiconductors. He studied the industry extensively on what products can work in normal, everyday American homes. Um, and he took that knowledge to his engineering skill and was able to kind of figure out, yo, all right, this is how we're going to do the cartridge. But much like George Washington Carver, he invented other things too. You know, his innovations isn't just with the cartridge. You know, the pause button, we wouldn't be able to pause our games if it wasn't for Jerry Lawson. We wouldn't have, you know, um, the eight, the jack, the, the joystick going in like eight, eight, six to eight different directions if it wasn't for Jerry Lawson. Matter of fact, third party development companies like Activision probably mm-hmm. wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for Jerry Lawson, and yep. that's crazy part that a lot of people don't even know like you know so it it was just an amazing journey and we talked to a lot of people man we spoke to Nolan Bushnell we spoke to Wallace Kirshner we spoke to no we didn't speak to Wallace we was trying to speak to Wallace we couldn't get in touch with Wallace Um, we spoke to Ron Ron Smith uh, Al Alcorn the founder of Pong Mm -hmm. Um, we reached out to uh, John John McAfee before he died you know he killed himself uh, but before that he threatened us uh, to yeah.
1: to, um, talk about to, uh, like let's briefly like you know touch on because <laughs> while, while we were you know working on this and doing all our research and everything to to put this together you know a lot of different you know facts and things came up. And, you know, we wanted to, because this is, you know, in this series, we have interviews and clips that are, that are going to play, you know, throughout the, you know, the, the show and everything, the documentary. And, you know, so we wanted to interview a wider range of people so that we get all of these stories, you know, from uh, people who, who had firsthand experience with Jerry Lawson and everything and then you know we reached out to a bunch of these people um i don't know if i should really mention the names but okay, some okay. some big some wow, big let's label, you know <laughs> let's
2: name let's, let's go okay yeah
1: so i mean you know um steve wozniak you know was one of those people yep. um who you know and jerry was part of the homebrew computer club you know around the same time that steve wozniak and steve jobs were there and you know in in jerry's interview he claimed to to know these guys and um in one instance he actually claimed to have interviewed Steve Wozniak for a job before Apple, before he was at Apple, you know, um, and you know, he, he was he did he he actually didn't end up hiring him, right? So, you know, we, we wanted to, you know, get a first hand account of this and we reached out to Steve Wozniak and um, you know, what what kind of response was we met with, you know, when we did that, Anthony.
2: Um, I mean he didn't know who he was He said I don't know who this guy is (laughs) You know Here's the thing man Jerry Lawson was like 6'5 300 pounds Black guy Had an afro And he had a soft Very soft spoken speech Mm -hmm. It's a very hard Guy to miss man Like You know like this isn't somebody You just forget about You know what I mean like Like (laughs) You don't forget about Jerry Lawson, especially if you're in an all white room. And so, mm-hmm. you know, so to me, you know, I just thought it was, I thought it was um, interesting. I won't, I won't, say, I won't go further than that. Uh, it, it's just interesting that, you know, people feel like they don't know who he is. So, yep.
1: yeah. And, yeah. And, and then, you know, when we did later research, we found out that they have, Been listed on the same events, you know, given, uh, you know, keynotes and things of of that nature. So they have crossed paths. So, um, you know, it's interesting that. It
2: it was a very small world. That whole Atari video game world in Silicon Valley, it wasn't large. Everybody knew each other. Mm -hmm. People who worked at Atari knew people who worked at Fairchild, knew people who worked here, and people who worked there. It was a very small, I would say, industry. You know, this wasn't a billion-dollar industry that we know today. All these guys knew each other. Like, Nolan Bushnell, the founder of Atari, know exactly who Jerry was. Jerry never worked for him. But he can tell you all about Jerry. He can tell you about conversations he had with Jerry. He can tell you the kind of man he was, the kind of jokes he told. Like, that sounds like somebody who knows who he is. Because they hung out. They knew each other. He never worked for Nolan, but they knew each other. No, so, it's a very interesting thing, man. It's a very, it's like, man, you just, you know, you don't forget, you don't forget the only black guy from Silicon Valley who looks like a football player. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you just don't I, do I'm, that. And yeah. we're
1: talking about the '70s, where this this was rare, you know, for you know a, a black engineer to be working in Silicon right. Valley. So
2: engineer, I think that's the key word here. Engineer yeah. like you know Jerry wasn't just some random Guy you know Doing QA in, a, in the basement of a, of a company no This guy led video game Departments he was an engineering maven He was he wasn't even he didn't even Have a college degree You know he dropped out of school And got straight into making Technology for the military mm-hmm. This This guy was top of the line Genius man and um, yeah, tomorrow we celebrate his life man by just telling his story for the for the first time a lot of people are gonna know a little bit more details than they've known before mm-hmm. um and I think we did a good job you know his son and his daughter were a part of it and his son listened to it and his son was like, yo, you definitely you know cover some 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 items that I never knew mm-hmm. so yeah. it's a very uh very fun. Project to put together, and and honestly, I was so inspired. I'm like, man, what else can we do? But yeah, we'll get to that conversation later. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and and I want everyone to know as well because we we've been working on this for a very long time. You know, we started uh, back last year. Like, uh, you you guys, like uh, Anthony, was actually working on this way longer than I was working on it. You know, when when I got brought in, it was already like well into. You know, production and stuff And then, you know, once I got there That's when we started to really flesh it out and everything um, And, and like, the people might have seen, you know Because there was a documentary released on Netflix last year Where, you know, um, it was like a three-minute segment or something About Jerry um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, during the course of when we were doing our work as well um, we, we saw, you know, more stuff, you know, popping up here and there uh, most likely because we were contacting so many people, so you know, um, probably some people had it in their mind again, and then you know more things started to pop up. But yeah, yeah we yeah, have it's been. very interesting. It's been yeah, it's like, been very interesting.
2: interesting. Nobody was really talking about it now. Everybody talking about it, you know. But you know, yeah. to me, you know, I think I think we definitely given out the most information. Um, the most centralized information is that as well. You know, a lot of his story is kind of separated all over the internet and in different places. The timeline is never quite right. You know, nobody really has the timelines right. So the work that, you know, we've been able to do, and I want to lift up my brother Rich, man, because Rich was definitely um, part of the process in the beginning, you know, Mm -hmm. and Rich Rich helped us lay a lot of the groundwork. So I want to, you know, give my flowers to Rich right now, man. Thank you for that. For that oh, yeah. very intricate, you know, groundwork yeah. that you help us put down, lay the foundation. But you know, I say all that because you know, it was a lot of it was a lot of time, energy, and and, and research that had to really put together for us to really get the story right. So you know, that's just something that um, you won't find nowhere else. And and honestly, we feel like a lot of new projects are going to use our project. As a source yeah. material. Yeah. You know, um, there's I believe there's a movie being written um right now. From what I understand, there's a movie being being written, a script being written. Um they definitely using that. That script. <laughs> I yeah. know they are. I've been told that they're using our um our our project as as you know, some of the source material um, for that script. So you know just this we, we just doing We doing the work man and I'm, I'm Proud of what we've been able to do Um Laying the foundation To more people actually Respecting the legacy of Jerry Lawson
1: Yeah Exactly so, so yeah. and Rich Rich I had a very specific question For you but um, just real Just real quick that is you know That is what I wanted to highlight as well Anthony that you know this is, we, we've given the most amount of detail to Jerry Lawson's story than, than anyone, like mm-hmm. it, that anyone has before. Uh, because previously, if you wanted to learn more, you would have to do a lot of digging, a lot of research, a lot of contacting people. So we've done all of that work here and, and, you know, we've told the story like it hasn't been told, you know, before, like with a lot of new details and new information and everything. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, definitely proud of that and you know of course that much of that success is down to anthony you know because he's he's been you know the the it's it's his it's his baby this project so you know anthony um you know we owe a lot of flowers to him for that but richard also um you know richard also because you were there before i was there you know working on this as well so um and i wanted to ask you specifically rich because i know that You and Anthony, um, you know, years ago, you actually attended, um, you know, some kind of uh, event about Jerry where you learned more about the story. So I wanted to ask you, you know, what was it like, you know, hearing the story back then about Jerry Lawson? And then, you know, how does it make you feel now that you've been a part of um, bringing this story to light, you know, in in a new way in 2021?
0: Well, I want to say... uh... I, 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 definitely want to start off by thanking Anthony for, you know, approaching both me and you about joining the project. I recall, uh, when Anthony was in the new me accelerator program and I had went down there with him, shout out to Angela Benton. Yeah. She's the one that started that. So, um, I hope she's doing well, but, uh, when mm-hmm. we was in that program, that was how we came about this opportunity. Cause I, if I recall correctly, we had went somewhere in downtown San Jose, and there was an event that they were having uh, to just honor Jerry and talk about his legacy. And from going to that event and seeing all the people, it's very fascinating to hear the story. But you know, obviously, there are a lot of questions that you have about how everything came full circle. So to go through this process of yeah, I mean, we, we looked at a lot of the same videos. Some of the things that were written online but to be able to actually speak to people that knew about jerry knew about his backstory what kind of person he was like that really gives you a full perspective on just how great he was to this industry how intelligent he was as an engineer you have an idea of some of the struggles that he went through some struggles in which a lot of us still go through today um So, I mean, I think it was great to just be a part of this. And and more so, my thought is, it is an honor, you know, obviously it definitely is an honor to be a part of the project because you're thinking about not just educating people who are in our same age bracket, but the generations coming after us as well, because some of them probably have aspirations of getting into this industry as well. So, yeah, you you think about a lot of that stuff and that's why I said, I'm really glad, happy that we were all, part of this project and i hope that people gain a lot of knowledge and insight off the project and it can be used as inspiration for any goals they may have or if there's someone that they know that wants to be an engineer wants to create video games do anything of that nature they can look at this as a great source of of inspiration and how to get started so it was awesome
1: yeah for real because you know the reason this is so important is because, like, we, we're living in an age now where a lot of history is, is getting erased because there wasn't an internet back then, you know, mm-hmm. so a lot of stuff from back then wasn't as well documented as it can be now, you know. Um, and if it, if it is documented online, then, you know, it's old uh, newspaper clippings, magazines and things like that that people aren't really going to go looking for. So I think it's important to, you know, bring all of these kind of stories to light in a a fresh new way and put it into perspective how much, you know, people like Jerry Lawson really impacted um, the industry we have today. So, you know, that's...
0: Yeah, no, I I agree 100%. And I I was just going to add in and also the point that uh, simply put that a lot of the information that is out here right now they don't have a full understanding of what exactly his role was and what he did, because there's a lot of articles we came across where they say, Oh yeah, he definitely created this. (laughs) Uh, we saw that multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This is straight to the source because we've spoken to people that can tell you exactly what his role was.
2: I think a lot of people, um, you know, what's crazy is a lot of misunderstanding of who invented the video game cartridge you know definitely listen on audible tomorrow to figure out who exactly did it but at, but at the at the at the end of the day i felt like there's a lot of there was a very racist undertone to a lot of the 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 responses to the the jerry lawson memes that will go viral mm-hmm. a lot of people you know would just say like, no he didn't do that and and it was met with so much vitriol so much anger um, because if you cared that much about who invented the video game cartridge, I don't even see people lifting up those other individuals at all. It's more about putting down this individual. Had nothing to do to lift up, lift up mm-hmm. those other guys, but had everything to do to lift down and put down Jerry Lawson. It was a very racist kind of, you know, undertone um, to to the, to the to the to the you know the feedback. When people saw those. And so, um, you know, who knows what the what the feedback will be for this. Um we told a very honest, a very true story. Um, you know, I doubt it would get that kind of racist feedback. But there might be a lot of people who, who may feel like the guy who led team that invented the video game cartridge. No, he didn't lead the team. He didn't, didn't I feel like we're gonna get a lot of like pushback on some of those details that paint him in a positive light, because people hate to give flowers to black people, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but we're gonna put it into that, man. We're gonna put it into that, and, and this isn't just some a story we're just gonna come out with tomorrow and and that's it. We're done with it, you know. we we're, we're, we're gonna be promoting this for years to come. This isn't a, this isn't something we're just gonna brush to the side once something new comes up. This is a story we're gonna, we're gonna continue to use and leverage for to inspire, like you just said, to inspire kids to get into STEM, especially children of color.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, and the question I had for you, um, Anthony, because you are the the narrator of this series. And I wanted to ask you like how was that process of like narrating because I know it's not easy to like I know we're podcasting right here but it's not the same as as narrating uh, you know a documentary or podcast or or whatever you know like because you have to actually follow a script and you have to be engaging and entertaining all the way through you have to keep the energy up and that's not easy to do people probably think it is but it's not so I wanted to ask you how you found that experience.
2: Man, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard, man, cuz you know, I, you know, little little secret. I wasn't supposed to be the narrator of this. Um, you know, at first when when we first was putting this together, a lot of names were thrown around, Lena Wade, Donald Glover, you yeah, know, all these different people, all these different names got thrown around, and then when it all came down to it, they were like, "Well, you should just do it." Let's <laughs> go. <So, laughs> I was like, nah, I don't know, man. I don't really know if I'm the right person for this, and you know. But I, you know, we 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 had to get this thing done. We had to, we had to get out there and start working on this, and looking for a legit host was gonna take even longer. And so, you know, I stepped up to the plate, um, and just you know threw my hat in the ring and said, all right, let's just do it, whatever, you know. Um, but it was it was definitely a hard experience, man. It looks. It looks easier than what it really is. You got to do multiple takes. You got to, you know, and it's hard because it we're doing the COVID. Like I, I think I would have had a way easier experience if I got a chance to be in the actual studio with the engineer. Instead, I had to do everything remotely. And I think that's the, that was the other thing that was really, really hard. We did this whole podcast remotely. Everything we did was the remote. Richard is in, is in Atlanta. Gary is in the UK in London in Luton outside of London, and I'm in New Jersey, so we're literally in three different locations, <laughs> and still was able to you know really get this thing done, and and it was hard to do that too.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um, I, I guess you know now I can hit you up to, to do my audio books, like you can be the voice of them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, man, I think I think I'm gonna take a quick rest. I am going to come out with my own podcast soon. I mean, it's called No Pressure. It's already out, but we are going to be relaunching that soon. But nah, I'm good. Man. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm going to leave it up to the professional voiceover artists in the world, man, to do their thing.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, you know, just to kind of uh, cap this off, um, I, I want to ask you, what can the people expect tomorrow when raising the game? you know, hits uh Audible on, you know, the twenty-sixth of August.
2: Yeah, I just want everyone, whether you're listening to this on the twenty-sixth or whenever you listen to it, share it, man. Share this with someone else. If you did if you shared it with at least one other person, then you've done me a favor. Thank you. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. You know, don't just listen to it for yourself. Share it with one other person. You know, get it on Audible exclusively. Um, you know, buy an audible uh membership for somebody. I don't know, like buy a credit. Um, I'm even gonna I'm working on getting some audible credits uh to the coalition. So definitely stay peeled to the website because we might be able to give some free codes away. Um, you know, for for, for audible soon. So, you know, just just spread it to the to to your friends and your family. Um definitely definitely let the kids listen to it. It's fun, man. It's storytelling. That is raw form.
1: Okay. And and um, so, like, people might be wondering, like, you know, it's, it's episodic. And um, so the running time is about 90 minutes, right? All the way.
2: Yeah, it's like, like an hour and 30 minutes all together. Um, about okay. three acts, three main acts act one, act two, act three. Um, so uh, to me, it's like a long form documentary. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. a a podcast. Um but, you know, it's a three act, you know, documentary and you know definitely, you know, if you're if you're driving somewhere or you know, if you, you can definitely finish it in one day. You know, it's not something that's gonna take you um, you know, multiple days to finish. If not if not one day, at least two days you can finish it.
1: Awesome. Sounds good. So yeah, you, you heard it first, you know. Um, the in in many ways, you know, I mean this this is this was produced by ABF Creative, but you know this this is also you know a coalition thing as well because you have the founders here. You know, we were we were all kind of involved in this. You know, even though Anthony took the lead, um, so yeah, you know, it's it's great that you know we we all played a part in kind of you know bringing this story out.
2: And, yeah, this uh, this, this wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the coalition, man. If it wasn't for, in my Addis Coalition is one of the first, you know, Black-owned video game websites on the internet. Um, one too many of us back then. And this is definitely, um, I would say, a, you know, would have never happened if the Coalition didn't exist. So, you know, that's, that, that's just, like you said, it's definitely a Coalition project. You know this just wouldn't be here If it wasn't for the coalition
1: Indeed Awesome So yeah I mean Shit I wouldn't be here If it wasn't for the
2: coalition <laughs> How about that
1: yeah. I'll, I'll, Like yeah. our lives would be Completely different if we didn't right. you know Go oh, in yeah, this absolutely. chair Like for real So so yeah I'm, I'm proud man I'm proud of what you've Done uh with ABF And then you know this project in particular, you know, um, because I remember you talking about the story back then. So just to see, you know, this happening now, it's like, you know, I'm I'm proud of it. So
2: yeah, we got we got more stories, man. Like we, you know, we need to do a collab with Coalition and tell some other video game, unknown black video game stories, man. Let's 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 make it a thing. You know, it don't have to be on Audible. The next one might. You know, we might release to the to the public. Let's let's make it a thing, man. This might be something that you know you'll continue to get from from the coalition, man. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, for real. Yeah. You know, uh, sky's the limit from here. So. Perfect. Yeah. But is there anything um, else final you wanted to say, Anthony, before we uh you know end off the segment and everything?
2: Nah, man. Except you know, thank you to to the team. First of all, thank you to you guys. Like I said before. Rich, Gary, you know Your time, your effort, your contribution Um, goes a long Way Um, and then thank you to the team Over at ABF, man, like You know, without the ABF team, you know We wouldn't be able to do much Much of the work that we're doing, man, and so Um, we're doing some amazing Things, like Gary had mentioned How do you have time to play games And and be involved in The industries, cause Yo, you know I got a great team, you know um, When you got a good team and everybody Playing their position The point guard is the point guard The center is the center <laughs> You know, the, the shooting forward is the shooting forward Then, you know, you're going to win The championship, you know what I mean And so, that's that's, just, that's The reason why we got the Webby That's the reason why it won't be the last Webby So, you know oh, so yeah. Kudos to the team
1: Oh yeah, I, I believe it and I've heard some of the other Projects you have you know the African folk Tales like that's that's Amazing you have like a whole children's show You know so yeah,
2: we're we about to build Out the category man we're gonna have More children's shows more shows for Black women um, you know We're taking a different approach to this game man This is But yeah we're really excited about the children's stuff man Because to me when it comes to the Children's content it's all about Like Saturday morning cartoons, bro Like, I, I want to bring back That feeling, you know But do it in a in a new way Um, and I think It's just, a, you know Such a new frontier, fresh frontier You know, everybody's not doing it You know, mm-hmm. and um And it's fun, you know what I mean? It's fun, like that's uh, I think sometimes we miss, like people keep pe- People not, they're not using that word Man, it's like, this shit is fun Like I like creating children's content. It's fun. It helps bring the, the youth in me out, the kid in me out. Oh, yeah. Um, I like it. I love it, man. That's it. And so wait till you see the new kid project. You know, we definitely doing African folktales and we want to do other spin spinoffs as well. Um, but we got a new kid project. We actually just sold the IP to. Wow. We sold our first intellectual property. Um you know, um wait till you see this one, man. This one's gonna be a a big podcast that might potentially be a television show or cartoon or something like that. So and it's in a children's space. So, you know, to me, you know, it's all about just having fun. When you were when you having fun, this that's when shit like this happen. You know, when you stop having fun and that that that's when you know, you know, you, you you're gonna be hustling a little bit too harder, harder than you should be.
1: Right. So. Yeah. Just just make sure I get that press release when that announcement goes out, man. Because yeah, I, I want to hear man. about that.
2: It'll <laughs> be a while before that one come out, but I definitely make sure. <laughs> I definitely make sure you get. Actually, it might not be that long. We'll see. You know, you <laughs> you might you might hear you might hear about this in December, bro. We'll oh, see. Okay. Uh You know, that's like right around the corner, man. So you might hear about this one before the end of the year. Definitely.
1: Yeah. And, And the great thing about what you're doing as well is that everyone is familiar with podcasts. Of course, if you're listening to this, you are familiar with podcasts. And traditionally it's a discussion. It's a radio show format and everything. But I think a lot of people haven't, you know, thought of the different ways Podcasts can be presented and that's what you guys are doing you know um you're presenting new ways to kind of um you know take in the like this these storytelling concepts and everything and that's what i really love about you know the work you're doing and everything Uh, because you're you're changing the podcasting landscape um and you're changing the idea of what people think podcasts are and what they can be so
2: appreciate props on that
1: Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, bro. Yeah. So, yeah, Raising the Game, August 26th. Make sure you go- head over to audible.com or audible.co.uk, depending where you are. And, you know, check out Raising the Game, man. Listen to the untold story of Jerry Lawson. Um. So, yeah, that's what it is. And uh, that is pretty much going to be it for today on the Co-op Podcast we will try to do these more frequently, uh, especially as, you know, the big news rolls out and everything like that. Um, But, you know, for now, let's just end this off by giving our shout outs. So, um, you know, Anthony, do you have any particular shout outs you want to give out? Just
2: shout out to ABF creative, man. That's it. And shout out to the team. Um, Shout out to everybody who's, who's listening to the episode live or who's going to be listening later. Uh, Much love to you, man. And that's it.
1: Indeed. And then Rich, any shout outs?
0: Oh, yeah. Once again, a shout out to ABF Creative. Uh, Excellent work on the project and everything else we're looking forward to. Shout out to you, Gary, for being a great host as always. Uh, Shout out to others on the coalition team. Uh, Dana Abercrombie, who's been doing a phenomenal job on the interviews. And, you know, we have a podcast we're going to be recording here very soon, but we can't talk about that on this particular uh, show. Oh. Uh, shout out to Mr. Adam Vale as well. They've been doing a pretty great job covering the Walking Dead shows as well. But yeah, shout out to everybody contributing to the coalition, everybody who has continued to support the coalition. We appreciate all your continued support and we have more
1: things coming so stay tuned cool yeah i I just want to give a huge shout out to the people who have supported us in the long term and you know the people who remember all the work we put in in the past and you know are still checking for us today you know and still listening to you know these shows these podcasts and everything like that um even some people still you know supporting us on patreon even though they totally don't have to, you know. But um, shouts to those people, you know. um, And a big shouts to the whole staff at the Coalition as well, you know, the Throwdown team, um, Mm -hmm. Tony and everyone, um, you know, and Dana, of course, and uh, you, Richard, as well. Um, I always think you're the better host, but, you know, I appreciate that you, you know, you complimented (laughs) me on this occasion. Oh, yeah, of course. And of course, you know, a few shout outs to, to Anthony and the whole ABF team, um, including Wanda as well. Big shouts to Wanda. Um, uh, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for, for as far as shout outs go. So yeah, uh, that was our special edition of the co-op podcast today. Uh, we will be back again, you know, with, uh, some more podcasts in the future, uh, co-op podcasts, you know, whenever there's a big thing to talk about, we're gonna be here. But if you are into movies, TV shows, we have plenty of content coming to you. If you are watching Raising Canaan, we will, you know, we will be back on Friday with the power cast to recap. Um I mean sorry, not Friday, on, on Sunday, um yeah. to recap, you know, the latest episode of uh Raising Canaan. So look out for that. And then you know we also have the Walking Dead. Uh, podcast and you know we we have uh, the Wrestlecast and a bunch of other things so um, hit that subscribe button you know um, and you know just send us your feedback no matter where you're listening we are on Spotify we're on iTunes we're on YouTube you know um, we broadcast on Twitter sometimes Periscope so you know just wherever you're at let us know your feedback let us know you know what you want us to talk about and everything we appreciate all that feedback um, but that is going to be it for today So until next time Take care of yourselves people Peace out